This is episode 43 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because here we feature your poetry, your short stories, your letters, your song lyrics. That is a new one I just added. Um, But we feature all sorts of writing, as long as it's written down and you wrote it yourself. All I do is give it a voice, a platform, an audience. But you are the star of each and every episode. If this is the first time you are tuning in, stay tuned to the end of the episode to see how your work can be featured. I have a few other things I want to mention before we get into this, and that is uh, we do have a couple announcements. So one is going to be really pertinent if you want to uh, really increase your chances of being featured just because it's a bigger episode coming up in the future, and I will talk about that at the end of the episode. I also want to talk about a little update to supporting the podcast as well, and that's all at the end of the episode. Um, But before we get started as well, how are you doing today? If this is, you're listening when it releases, which is on Monday, uh, January 31st, then, well, it's the beginning of your week, and I hope uh, you're ready to tackle it, that you're looking at it in a positive light, you're energized to get things done, And if you're not in that mindset, well, believe me, I understand. I've been there, and I hope that this podcast allows you to relax and ease into this week. But we are getting into February, uh, and if you're in a colder climate like I am, that just means we're a little bit closer to warmer weather. Even though I do like the snow, I prefer cold over heat, but sometimes it is nice to be able to go outside without being totally bundled up. Now, if you follow the podcast on Twitter, maybe you're already aware of this, but I do want to give a huge congratulations to and thanks uh, to Mary and Burnt. Uh, They just released their uh, poetry book, Lockdown Poetry, and I actually featured two of their pieces, I believe, from that collection in in earlier episodes as well of the podcast. Uh, And so I want to say huge congratulations to getting your poetry book published. That is completely and wonderfully awesome. And thank you so much, too, as Marianne put me in uh, the acknowledgments section. And so that really blew me away. Um, didn't Never expected the podcast to have that much of an effect in terms of uh, people going out of their way to do something so nice. So I really appreciate it. Uh, definitely check out the book. I'm waiting for my copy to come in. I ordered it. Um, and it should be here Friday. So I can't wait to really dive into it. And so you can find Marion on uh, Twitter, uh, and I believe it is, it is, at Marion Burnt, so M-A-R-I-O-N-B-E-R-N-D-T. So you can definitely check out their work there and follow them and say uh, hi from this podcast. But speaking of publications... Um, a little food for thought, or thought exercise, or whatever you want to call it, and you can let me know on Twitter or any social media you find me on to give me your thoughts on this. But what to you is your journey of writing, uh, or journey as a writer, if you consider yourself a writer? Uh, where has writing brought you that maybe you didn't really imagine you'd be, or maybe you were able to hit all your goals, or anything like that? Because I think it's curious, especially for people who really devote time to this craft, or maybe it keeps popping up in their lives, how it uh, seems to always have these interesting focal points that you never quite saw yourself getting to. 
And I'll give an example. Because <laughs> it sounds like I'm rambling a little bit, is what I feel like. But for me, I've always wrote in some capacity um, because I also daydreamed a lot. So when I was younger, I did a lot of short stories. And then maybe a little bit longer stories. And I got older and I did poetry. And at some point, I decided to start writing haiku, personalized haiku online for people um, for a few dollars. And I wrote all various kinds of haiku, from really sentimental ones to uh, joke haiku involving the topic of lawyers uh, to haiku that I'm pretty sure was used for someone's candle company at one point. And then from there, I really liked the idea of writing and transcribing people's sentiments so I bought a typewriter and started typewriting uh, stylized personal letters that were wax sealed on behalf of people, set up online shop, and would mail them out. So I did that for a bit as well. And these ideas seem extravagant. They, you know, was a few dollars here and there, but nothing to, you could ever live off of. At least the way I did it, someone probably can really capitalize on that idea. But um, And then I stumbled upon into this podcast. And I just find it very interesting in how writing in some shape or form, even maybe when it hasn't been the most active part of my life, seems to keep working its way uh, back to me. So I'm super curious to see for you, whether you're starting out or you've been writing in some form or capacity for years, how'd you get here? Where has your writing journey brought you so far? And so I think that's it. That's all I kind of want to talk about before we start into this episode. So I'm hoping... Hopefully you're able to get uh, cozy or relax as you get in the car and go to work. Or maybe you have a cup of wine or just a cup of water and you just finished working out. Whatever it may be, let's get started in this amazing episode of Dead Letter Radio. So our first piece is by Matt Johnston and it is titled, A Memory of Color. The first time they met... He wore a buttonhole that had seen better days, quickly replaced with a new one stolen from a garden as they danced past. That became his signature. On the same day, every month, a bunch of peonies would be hers, even when things weren't going so well. It was never about the flowers. It was about the memory of them, and that memory was always bright, even now as her vision blurred. They had not spoken in years, and with that distance, there were no peonies. Iris traced a crooked finger along the gray letters of his name as she sat beside him. And she exhaled deep and tried to savor those golden days when she had flowers. Thank you, Matt, for sharing this piece with us today. This is actually one of two flash fiction pieces that is featured in this episode, and this one, while being flash fiction, definitely felt like reading prose to me. And so I just loved how it flowed. And as I said in the show, I'm focused a lot more on the emotional uh, reaction to the piece. I am a, a can't be a writing critic. I'm just not talented or knowledgeable enough in that field uh, to do so. But uh, I, what I really enjoyed about this piece is, obviously, it tells a story, but it reminds us to enjoy those moments, or as you put it, savor those golden days uh, when we had flowers. Time is passing, and we can't stop it, and people who are very close to us in our lives, uh, they will be gone one day. 
uh, whether by something unfortunate as death or something as common and as time and distance. And it doesn't invalidate memories, but it just makes it so much more important. We enjoy uh, the time we have together. And your piece captures that so well from telling these this brief glimpses of these two characters' backgrounds and then ultimately where they ended up uh, being separated. So thank you. Next, we have a piece by Lacey, who's also known as Little Red 218 on Reddit, and it is titled A Bite of Pleasure. To finally unclench, I pray for that sharp bite of pleasure. My stolen moments each day of only warm static, the beautiful hum of nothing I play. The more I'm with you, the longer I wish to stay. Only a few more layers of skin in the way for my blade to hush the whole world away. Thank you, Lacey, for sharing this poem with us. And as always, for pieces that are more sensitive, potentially in nature, and maybe uh, you can relate to a theme of a piece because it's something you're going through, um, reach out to somebody, uh, a loved one, a friend, a counselor, and if you have no one to turn to, you can always shoot this podcast a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can, um, because we always need someone in our corner. Uh, Lacey, I do really appreciate you sending in this piece, though. Uh, I know that there's so many different ways you can look at a piece and and tr- derive what uh, we need from it or what we hear from it. And for this one, for me, I think you captured the essence of the stress so many people feel in that opening line to finally unclench, I pray, uh, for the sharp bite of pleasure. And... That can be anything to anyone. In this poem, at least, how I interpret it, it's going to someone who may use drugs uh, to find that release, to be able to finally relax, uh, to get away from the stress and the aches and the woes and that are from the world and even our own head. Um, but it doesn't always even have to be that. It can be, we know people sometimes hit the bottle and... And some people do choose healthier ways to do so as well, uh, but it ain't, isn't always so easy uh, for everyone. And so I think you captured that melancholy uh, struggle, uh, almost that melancholy relaxation, where in this poem, yes, you're relaxed, but by what means? Uh, and what do you, are you doing to get that bite of pleasure? So thank you for sharing with us. Our next piece is by Zach Murphy, and it is called Opossum. Pete and Richard's orange safety vests glowed a blinding light under the scorching sun, and their sweat dripped onto the pavement as they stood in the middle of the right lane on Highway 61, staring at an opossum lying stiffly on its side. Richard handed Pete a dirty shovel. Scoop it up, he said. Everything made Pete queasy. He once fainted at the sight of a moldy loaf of bread. Even so, he decided to take on a thankless summer job as a roadkill cleaner. At least he didn't have to deal with many people. 
Richard nudged Pete. What are you waiting for? he asked. Pete squinted at the creature. It's not dead, he said. It's just sleeping. Are you sure? Richard asked as he scratched his beard. He had one of those beards that looked like it would give a chainsaw a difficult time. Yes, Pete said. I just saw it twitch. Richard walked back toward the shoulder of the road and popped open the driver's side door of a rusty pickup truck. All right, let's go. Pete shook his head. We can't just leave it here. It's not a problem, Richard said. They tell us to do with the dead ones, but not the ones that are still alive. Pete crouched down and took a closer look. We need to get it to safety, he said. Richard sighed and walked back toward the possum. What if it wakes up and attacks us, he asked. That thing could have rabies. I don't think anything could wake it up right now, Pete said. Richard belched. It's an ugly son of a gun, isn't it? I think it's so ugly that it's cute, Pete said. No one ever says that about me, Richard said with a chuckle. I guess I just haven't crossed into that territory. Just then, a car sped by and swerved over into the next lane. Pete and Richard dashed out of the way. People drive like animals, Richard said. We better get going. Pete took a deep breath slipped his gloves on, gently picked up the opossum, and carried it into the woods. What are you doing? Richard asked. Are you crazy? After nestling the opossum into a bush, Pete smelled the scent of burning wood. He gazed out into the clearing and noticed a plume of black smoke billowing into the sky. The sparrows scattered away, and the trees stood with their limbs spread as if they were about to be crucified. Jesus Christ, Pete whispered under his breath. Pete picked up the opossum and turned back around. So thank you so much, uh, Zach, for sharing this piece with us. This was our second slash fiction piece of the episode. I really enjoyed this piece just mainly because of the uh, cutout of a moment in time that could be almost a day-to-day occurrence for anybody on any job. Uh, I think you just beautifully captured uh, this interaction between two co-workers and their job, in this case, having to deal with this possum. It also made me think about, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but just the contrast as well from the stillness of the possum to maybe the animal nature of people as that one car was described as uh, people are animals uh, being uncontrollable and leading to a crash in the distance but yet Pete is calm and caring about this possum that uh, before they were going to dispose of and he says it's sleeping playing possum and brings it over into the bush and when he sees uh, potentially maybe I interpret this wrong that whatever damage in the woods, either from that crash or something else, that could potentially maybe cause the fire to spread, he decides to move the possum again. Uh, All things he didn't need to do, uh, but chose to do so. And I just thought it was a very uh, fun piece to read. It did make me look up, because I was curious, because uh, in the piece, uh, the title is A Possum, with the O in front, and you can pronounce that just as possum as well. 
but then in other places it uses possum without though. And I don't know if this has anything due to your thought process when writing it, but it did make me think about if there is a difference uh, between those two. And what I didn't know is that a possum and a opossum are technically two different animals. And that in America, we technically have opossums. And I think possums, if I remember reading correctly, is Australia and New Zealand, I want to say. Um, but in America, you can also pronounce opossum as possum. Uh, so I just thought it was interesting. I think one has a white face, one doesn't. I'm getting off track. But Zach, uh, I really enjoyed your flash fiction piece, so thank you. Our next one is by AZ Data, and it is titled, In Short. There are days when all light is dim and blurry, and only illegible whispers abound in the scene around me, as if my head's been stuffed with wool, muffling the screaming of the world that surrounds me. All I'm aware of in such moments are dreams, old and new, and usually they are able to ground me. But then reality crashes in with its petty grievances, and after a while, it feels as if they want a drowned me. Here time moves slowly, as if taking pleasure in its passing, as if ensuring that the hard lessons taught have been sorely learnt by me. In short, life's a hard burden to carry, and those who desire depth have to learn to hold their breath before they dive deep into the abyss. Dada. Thank you, AZ, for sharing this poem with us. And I think, in short, your poem captures a lot of lessons we can take to heart. Uh, maybe I, you know, interpreting it in a different way than you meant, but from the beginning of Maybe we're living life on a positive note for a moment. We're thinking about our hopes and our dreams. Our dreams are new and old. We can't hear the roaring of the world, or as he put it, the screaming of the world that surrounds us. And we can just think about what we want, what we desire. And it keeps us grounded. It keeps us focused on where uh, we need to go, where we want to go. But then reality comes in. We hear its grievances what it wants from us, what we have to do, what unfairness uh, life brings to the table just because that is reality. And we drown in it at times. And it seems to last forever. Almost like it's cruel, almost like it's sadistic. And the lessons... And I, when he said this line, uh, talking about hard lessons taught and how they're definitely learned by us, it made me just think of those moments where you go from your highs and you're now at your lows and all the mistakes and everything you've made and you believed you learned from are just recalled to mind and there's reminded and reminded. And then you sum it up beautifully, I should put, that life's a hard burden to carry. And isn't that well said? Because it is. Life can be amazing. It can be beautiful. It can be breathtaking. And it is priceless. But life also can be a struggle. As I said, it can be unfair. It can be cruel. It can have 
terrible moments that seem to be unending. And even in our day-to-day where ultimately our life might not be terrible, to dive into the depth of it, we have to be able to hold our breath because it's very easy to get swamped and held down. Very easy uh, to lose ourselves and lose our way uh, in these grievances of life. Uh, So keep on holding on to the positive moments and the happy moments. those moments that allow you to focus on your dreams and, and enjoy uh, the people and the time around you and learn how to hold your breath so you can navigate through this crazy yet wonderful life uh, that we have. Uh, so thank you, AZ, uh, for sharing with us. And that is all the pieces for this episode. It's a little bit of a shorter one, I know. Um, I think the time still is going to run pretty long just because i got to do a, little, a few announcements, but I am... Uh, so happy for all the writers that submitted their work for this episode, for giving us their different creative perspectives on life and different aspects of it. And as always, it's an honor to be able to share your work. If you are curious on who wrote what, make sure to check the description, because in each and every episode, I put the writer's info in the way that they want to be credited, so you can see uh, who is accredited to what piece. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please leave a, a re- review or a rating, or however your podcast preferred app does it. It just helps the podcast be able to grow and can reach more writers and potential writers as well, because I hope that this podcast keeps inspiring people, if it does. <laughs> I mentioned in the beginning of the episode that I would tell you how to get your piece potentially featured on this podcast, and it is easy. So the easiest way to get my information is to go onto Twitter, and that's Dead Letter Cast C A S T. Uh, you can find my email there, as well as submission rules. If you click on the link in the bio, as well, I'll go over them very quickly. But you email me at deadletterradiopodcast@gmail.com. You can send in your work as a Word document, preferred, but can be a PDF as well. Include in the subject line. Uh, the title of the piece, uh, and then the other information I would need is uh, how, you'd like, how you would like to be credited. Uh, so that can be your name, pen name, or a social media handle. It can even be anonymous if you preferred. And then any background information surrounding the piece, like why you wrote it, what inspired you, what you were trying to accomplish with it. Uh, and that's up to you. If you want to include it, you don't have to and it can possibly be shared on the podcast. So that's how to do it. Very easy. To keep up to date, ask any questions, just go to Twitter. As I said, it's dead lettercast, C-A-S-T, and you can ask me any questions there. So now on to the main announcements I hinted at in the beginning. Uh, The first quick one, which I forgot to mention, is that this podcast is now on Good Pods. Uh, That's G-O-O-D-P-O-D-S. It is a new podcasting app that allows uh, you to kind of build a community around listening to podcasts so that if you're listening to one, you can share it with friends so they can check it out and like it. We're on it now. I'm not great at social media, as I'm sure you know if you followed so far on this podcast uh, journey. And um, But I thought I should just announce that we're on there. And if you plan to use this or you're looking for a new podcast app, I guess check it out. And follow the podcast. As always, if any bit helps, 
Uh, this is not an ad read, by the way. I just thought I would share that. <laughs> um, along with that, another announcement is that in February, so the end of February, uh, between the 20th and the 30th, we will be having a haiku episode. If you remember, if you followed for a while, uh, we in the beginning, there was an episode called A Cup of Haiku, and it featured 20-plus different haiku from different writers. And so I'm doing that again. We've already started receiving some submissions uh, for it, this particular episode, but now I'm doing the public announcement version. So, And a second cup of haiku will be airing at the end of February. So if you wanted to be featured in this podcast and you haven't been able to get a piece in yet, send in the haiku. It will be included in that um, episode most likely because that one will feature, I'm guessing... <clears throat> Easily, obviously, 30-plus writers, potentially 40-plus. So it kind of comes down to how many submissions we get. So send in your haiku. It's going to be a real relaxing episode where we just listen to some wonderful haiku from all over the world. And if you've never written a haiku, give it a shot. Um, You can be a little bit flexible with the rules. Maybe that's sacrilegious, but I know that uh, I think in American haiku, uh, it's not really a hard 575 rule necessarily. Um, so I'm a little flexible on that front, <laughs> I will say. Um, so if you've never written haiku, give it a shot. Send it in. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. Now the final announcement is about another way to support the podcast um, because people have mentioned it in the past that they wanted a kind of a way to do so. Uh, so I set up a Patreon. You can find it if you click the link on my Twitter profile. And it leads you, and there, there will be another link that leads to the Patreon page. Um, and if you want to look it up on Patreon, it's just that letter radio podcast, I'm pretty sure. Super easy to find. Currently, it is just there if you want to do extra support. I have a few ideas for, like, bonuses or benefits I want to give to people if they do end up donating, but... Right now, it's just there strictly if you want to donate to help out the podcast a little extra. Um, Obviously, I'd appreciate it if you do it, but don't feel pressure to do so whatsoever. Uh, There's no difference in content if people who donate or don't donate. If you send in a donation, it doesn't guarantee your work will be featured. As I said, it's just there for a purely supportive role. And that's how I plan to keep it, uh, even going forward. All the main content, all the I want this podcast to be as accessible as possible, and that's the whole point of it. Uh, I will eventually come up with some benefits, as I said, uh, for the Patreon for people who donate, which is probably going to amount to, you know, like a fun sticker, and uh, that's like the lowest option, I really. But I do have some more community-based ones, ideas that are in my head. I don't want to announce yet; just want to see how things go. But hey, the patrons out there. Uh, right now, I don't plan to push up, push it too hard, as I said, because uh, it's just there if you want to do it. And maybe as I develop it, you'll hear more about it. But hey, now you know. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I know this one was a little bit more rambly than before, but there's a lot of things I kind of wanted to touch on in this episode. Um, but I appreciate it always, you guys checking in and taking some time out of your day to sit and listen and I'm sure all the writers who are featured in this podcast greatly appreciate it. I appreciate the writers who send in their work. It is, this is just a very appreciative podcast. 
And so thank you so much once again for listening to this episode of Dead Letter Radio. This is Taze, and I'm wishing you safe travels.